Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we're waiting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Golf and Filter podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Fonseca, editor in chief over at golfandfilter.com. Look me up on Twitter at golfandfiltered. Send me an email, adam at golfandfiltered.com. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and many other places that I even forget where where I've got all my my personas at this point. Uh, we are less than an hour off of Jimmy Walker winning the 2016 PGA Championship. Closes out the major championship season. Uh, seems early this year. Probably is early. Uh, obviously, we've got the Olympics coming up in a week, and we've got all sorts of other fun stuff jam-packed into the end of this year. And so the PGA Championship and the, the Open Championship slash British Open both take place in the same month, and it was... Eh, I don't know how, how I feel about the major championship season. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about the season, all four majors uh, as a whole. Tomorrow, we're going to have Chris Cheney uh, from Swing by Swing on the show to talk a little bit about a year in review. Uh, but today, let's just chat a little bit about Jimmy Walker's win. Uh, Got to tell you, folks, I, I didn't watch a lot of this championship. I have no idea why, but I just found this year's PGA to be extremely boring. I actually had the opportunity to watch a little bit of the golf at uh, the beginning of uh, Thursday morning. I had the day off. I actually went and played golf uh, and had the chance to catch maybe two, three hours before I teed off. And that was fun, but uh, everything kind of got off at a bad start uh, because the group that was being telecast on PGA.com was the Mickelson, McElroy, you know, all those folks. And Day, actually, who ended up finishing second to Jimmy Walker. And uh, McElroy and Mickelson both played like ass, at least day one. McElroy, of course, went on to uh, miss the cut. The guy who was the favorite by uh, many, many golf writers as well as fans. Uh, I thought he would certainly finish in the top ten this week. But goes on to miss the cut. Not a lot going right for him uh, as of late. Not really sure why Rory uh, isn't uh, scoring better. If you look at his stats, he's actually having one of his better uh, statistical seasons. Uh, he just doesn't have any wins, obviously. I take that back. He does have one win this year. Um, but he just hasn't finished where he should be finishing if you were to believe the stats that are on paper. Kind of a weird anomaly this year for Rory. And then Mickelson, you know, he's always just, you know, Phil's going to fill. He's going to go back and forth with how he finishes every week. Obviously, he had a great Open Championship, him and Henrik Stenson, finishing uh, by far and away ahead of everyone else uh, a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. And then uh, did manage to make the weekend this this week, but by no means uh, was playing up to the same level that he did in Scotland. Uh, but then that brings us to, obviously, Jimmy Walker, 
his first major championship. He completes the four first-time major winner trend that we saw this year in 2016. Of course, we had Danny Willett win the Masters. Um, and I'm completely forgetting who won the U.S. Open, so it, should, it goes to, to show you. Oh, Dustin Johnson, obviously. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Henrik Stenson. Wow, that was embarrassing. Uh, Dustin Johnson wins the U.S. Open, Henrik Stenson the Open Championship, and now Jimmy Walker at the PGA. And for those who have watched Jimmy, uh, I believe this was, if I remember correctly, his 58th major championship round, uh, if I remember what Mr. Jim Nance said on the telecast appropriately. And uh, you'd have never known it. He's a quiet guy, has a, a handful of wins on tour, and just kind of goes about his business. He seems to rack up a lot of top tens every so often uh, from year to year. And, yeah, I mean, that's about it for him. Uh, not a flashy player, doesn't really drive a lot of excitement, and probably a lot of the reason why, coupled with the, the inclement weather, which we'll get to in a minute, uh Part of the reason why I just did was not excited about this year's final major. Uh, we had, obviously, Jason Day playing really well. Jordan Spieth played well up until today. Uh, he was up towards the top of the pack. And, you know, there were the big names. Some big names were, were in the hunt. But I just I couldn't, I couldn't get into it this year. I actually fell asleep today at one point. Uh, I had a nice two-hour nap, which is a, uh, a rarity for me. But it was, it was good. And I uh, woke up. Realized that the leaders still had nine holes to play, I believe. It was kind of hard because, you know, due to the the, the storms at, in uh, New Jersey at uh, Baltusrol, they had to they they didn't regroup the pairings um, for the fourth uh, round. They played 36 holes today, and so everyone was kind of finishing at odd times, and there were leaders that were, you know, well. They had finished well in advance of when the telecast started, and it was just kind of odd. And and so anyway, I saw that the leaders, uh, at least at the top of the, the leaderboard, uh, they still had at least, you know, 10, 11 holes left. I went and hit balls. You know, I went to the driving range. I, I didn't care. I just, I, you know, I got my smartphone. I got updates every so often, and I, I, I just was not drawn to staying at home watching television. There was nothing really to keep me in front of that, and I got done hitting balls, came home just in time to watch Jimmy Walker play the 17th and 18th holes, and uh, yeah, it was fine. I actually saw Jimmy putt out on 17, made his birdie, um, right before, I believe, yeah, I think it was not too long before uh, Jason Day goes ahead and makes eagle on the 18th, which was an amazing way to close his championship. Jason Day basically did everything he could. Uh, at, or at least what he needed to to close up out that championship uh, to give himself to give himself to give him a chance to win uh, barring whatever happened with Jimmy and so what was interesting you know all, all the way up until probably the 18th tee uh, with with you know Jimmy Walker leading by one at that point all he needs is a par to win it's a par five Baltus Raw closes with two par fives Jimmy goes up and just pulls iron and busted about 230 down the middle, which I think was an extremely smart play. Uh, all you need to do is three shots into that green, two putt, you're a major champion for the first time. But then he pulls fairway wood on his second shot. Not exactly sure what his yardage was, but and I'm not sure, you know, there's a layup there somewhere. 
I'm not sure if he just didn't like the, the, the yardage that he would have left himself, but he pulls fairway wood and pushes it out right of right, still in play, but right of the greenside bunker, and he's left potentially with a really fluffy flop shot that he has to get up and down from. Uh, well, getting up and down to, to, to birdie and, and win by two, but certainly you know, has three shots from that point to, to make par, which ultimately he ended up doing. I just, I don't know. I feel at that point, though, why do you pull fairway wood when you could very easily just hit a, you know, a, a low iron somewhere to a decent yardage, maybe 150 out. Again, I'm not sure what he was comfortable with, but uh, that just, to me, seemed like the smart play. Now, obviously, he proved me wrong by going ahead and winning the championship with whatever uh, game plan he had in mind. Hit a pretty average flop shot uh, from the rough. Got a, He caught a good lie, actually really lucked out there he caught a good lie in the thick rough uh ball was kind of sitting up on i assume where some of the gallery were standing and uh kind of just fluffed it up flopped it up onto the green middle of the green and he left himself with probably 30 feet to two putt and win the championship left himself with a three footer uh for par drains it there was a stat that was tweeted out by justin ray on twitter that uh, Walker had not missed a putt within three feet all week. I think he said he was like 36 or 36 at the time. Talk about the biggest jinx you could possibly give a guy. Uh, but he goes and he drains it. No big deal. And, you know, goes and shakes uh, Jason Day's hand. Major champion for the first time. You know, I, I didn't, I, I just admitted, you know, I didn't see a lot of Jimmy Walker's round throughout, uh, or most of his tournament uh, throughout the week. You know, 36 holes on a Sunday to finish this thing that everyone else thought it would bleed into Monday was by far uh, probably the most shocking, at least for me, the most shocking element of the entire championship. I, I didn't think there was any chance that they were going to finish today. Uh, probably, you know, led to the reason why I wasn't paying too close of attention today, but they got it in. Um, apparently, the greens and grounds crew at Baltus Raw worked throughout the night to get the... Uh, the course in what appeared to be great condition, although obviously pretty soft due to the heavy rains, and they got pummeled in New Jersey uh, overnight, or at least throughout uh, Saturday. And uh, you know, yeah, they got it in. It was it was it was interesting. So we've got four first-time major winners, and again, Danny Willett, Dustin Johnson, Henrik Stenson, who had a chance to go back-to-back, -back, by the way. Henrik played extremely well this week. Uh, kind of uh, fall, fell off the pace a little bit, obviously, there at the end, and uh, after, what, maybe his 27th hole or so of the day. I just I couldn't imagine how, how crazy that would be, you know, let alone any tournament, uh, but in a major championship, just a couple weeks after winning your first. I got it. That, that had to have been incredibly difficult um, and then of course we've got Jimmy Walker as the fourth first time winner and it was a, a the, the closeout of a major championship season that uh, I think I, you know I'm a little undecided how I feel about it I, I love to see first time winners I think I would have preferred to have seen maybe one or two first time winners as opposed to four um, I don't know if that makes sense logically, but it's just, I don't know, as a fan of the game, I didn't seem to, I, I don't come off as being as satisfied with how the four majors ended this year based on how they played out. 
you know, we've got no major win for Jordan. He could have, obviously, at the Masters. We all know what happened there at Augusta. Uh, no win for Rory. No win for Jason. Uh, really, no win for Ricky, again. You know, that guy, he, he played well this tournament, but he kind of finished middle of the pack. I think he finished at, like, 6-under. Uh, Jimmy finished at 14-under. Uh, Bubba Watson, nothing. You know, so any of the big names, with the exception of Dustin Johnson did much in the majors this year. You know, Mickelson would have been the biggest name had he finished off or held off Henrik at the Open. Um, but other than that, all these guys that we were ooing and eyeing and Googling over uh, last year didn't do much in the four peak times of this season. Now, granted, we're going to you know see them compete again, many of them. Uh, not all of them, of course. Uh, we're going to see many of them compete in the Olympics. We're going to see many of them compete at the Ryder Cup, those who are eligible to play in that contest. Uh, but with the exception of the FedEx Cup playoffs, we've, we're pretty much done for this year. You know, So I'm not sure how you all feel, but I, I feel a little let down with the big four, big three, you know, in their performances throughout the season, at least in major championships. Now, all of them have wins. You know, Jason, Rory, Jordan, you know, even Rick. Uh, did Ricky have a win this year? I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't believe he did. But, they, you know, they all played really well, uh, relatively speaking. But, again, this is a sport that is, you know, uh, you, your legendary status or your career is defined by how you do in majors. Each of those men that I mentioned have a major championship, with the exception of Ricky. And they're already on their way to be remembered, but, you know, Jason Day has the same number of major championships as Jimmy Walker now. The number one player in the world, Jason Day. Same number of major championships as Jimmy Walker, same number as any of the other three guys that won this year. So what sets himself, or what sets him apart from others who are below him, at least in the world rankings, you know, Obviously, it's number of wins. I believe he's got 10 career wins already. He wins another major. He's already eligible for the Hall of Fame. He just has to stick around for a little bit longer. But it's becoming more and more clear that these guys are going to have to do a lot more, a lot faster to really separate themselves from the rest of the group, especially when we've got all of this parity. There's a buzzword for you, parity on the PGA Tour and, and pro golf in general. We have all of this parity when... You can go a year where four first-time winners of the majors happens. And so I think, in a way, we were kind of spoiled, obviously, by Tiger. Uh, we began to be spoiled by Rory. Rory with five majors of his own. Uh, or four. You know, I'm awful on stats today. I apologize. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just kind of uh, just, just improving this as we go along. But... The, the point still stands that these guys who we look up to, at least in terms of their world ranking status and who we expect and who we pick as favorites every every major, they, they need to start doing more more often and faster, more frequently. It's, it's, it's just the way that this, this sport is defined, at least at this high level. We've got a lot of great talent coming out of college. We've got a lot of great talent in the amateur ranks that are going to be you know, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with these players very shortly. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau is already in the mix. He's got all the talent in the world. He just needs to find a way to uh, to handle life on the PGA Tour and 
score well enough and pick his spots appropriately, and he's very well could find himself in the same conversation as any of these other guys that we were just mentioning. We couldn't say something like that 10 years ago when it was just basically Tiger, Phil, you know, maybe uh, we'll throw another name out there as the third best at that time. Obviously, it was really just the top two. And that, that that's what you got. That was it. Everyone else was playing, you know, third fiddle at that point. Not the case anymore. So heading into 2017, obviously we've got the FedEx Cup playoffs, but really nobody cares about those except the players and, and their bank accounts. But heading into 2017, we're going to have basically a clean slate. We don't have too many overflated expectations anymore for any of these guys. We're going to have four first-time defending champions at all the major championships, and I don't expect any of them to repeat or defend their title, with the exception of possibly of Dustin Johnson, who probably won't win it again at the U.S. Open. I see him, uh, actually, I see him win at the PGA next year. Uh, they have it at Quail Hollow, and of course, that's a place that Rory McIlroy also has had a ton of success at. I see one of those two guys winning next year. Talk about making a, a, what, a year early, a prediction a year early. Uh, let's calm down a little bit, Adam, huh? But uh, I just, I don't, uh, I, I see us having a very similar year as we did this year, unless one of these guys, one of these top three, really begin to distance themselves from the rest of the pack. So, more to come on that. Congratulations to Jimmy Walker on his uh, first major championship. Uh, I think I tweeted out that uh, in by far the year's dullest major, it was no surprise that Jimmy Walker was on top. Yeah, I know that's mean. I get it. But that's who I am, and that's how I am on Twitter. You guys understand that. But let me know why I'm wrong. Tweet at me, at Golf Unfiltered, of course, <clears throat> and let me know. So, what's in store for the rest of the professional golf season? Uh, we just already kind of mentioned a few things. We've got the Ryder Cup coming up. We've got the Olympics most immediately uh, in a week or, or two, actually. I think they get started in a couple weeks around my birthday. Um, hint, hint, if you guys want to send me stuff. <laughs> uh, wow, that's shameless. I apologize for that. But we got the Olympics. we got the Ryder Cup. we got the FedEx Cup playoffs, actually, uh, between those two. And... Uh, after that, we've got the uh, the silly season. We've got the wraparound schedule. We have a possibility of a Tiger Woods return next year in 2017. And, you know, the state of the game at this point, which we're going to talk a little bit more about yes, uh, tomorrow with uh, Chris Cheney. You know, it's uh, I think it's strong. I think that it's, it's uh, a little too spread out for my preference. I'm one of those golf fans that like people who distance themselves away from the rest. I uh, I don't know what you would call that, a bandwagon fan. I, I, I don't know. I'm a New England Patriot fan during the NFL season. Uh, everyone gives me shit for that, but <laughs> I think it's worked out pretty well for me. But I'll admit that I started liking them the first time they won uh, the Super Bowl in the Tom Brady era. You know, I, I'm a fan of that. I want to see greatness. I want to see guys just... I want to see two levels. I want to see the guys that you root for every week and then everybody else. I like that. If it's one guy like a Tiger Woods, then great. I don't think we're going to see that again for a long time, of course, based on what we've seen over the last, you know, almost a decade now. But I like that. We don't have that right now. So in my world, while I feel that the state of the game is strong, you know, uh, tee to green, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, 
you know, across the uh, PGA Tour and European Tour rosters, I I would prefer to see some differentiating group away from the pack. You could make the argument that we have that now, but I, I want it. I want the lines to be more clear. I don't want them to be as blurred. So how do we make that happen? I think we just write a bunch of letters to Rory McIlroy, tell him to get his head out of his ass, uh, tell Jordan to uh, you know play a little bit faster. Holy cow, is that guy slow? Jason Day too. I I just don't understand it. Jordan has tried to speed things up a little bit. Uh, you can tell, but uh, I don't know. It, I just don't get it. Of course, I'm not a guy that plays for millions of dollars. So who who am I to talk? What do I know? But we'll cover more about that and the state of the game tomorrow uh, evening, I believe, we're going to be able to uh, get Chris Cheney on from Swing by Swing. And I apologize again for not having more guests on the show. I think it is uh, – I, I love this. I love just kind of talking one on how many of you actually listen to this. Um, I appreciate the feedback that you send on the podcast. Please go out. It would really help us out, help me out, help the show out if you were to go out to iTunes or Google Play, rate us five stars, Write a review. I don't care what you say. As long as you leave five stars, you can tell me to go fuck myself for all you can. I care. <laughs> but it really helps us out. Uh, speaking of differentiating uh, us from the pack, you know, it's really going to kind of move us up in the, uh, the podcast rankings. It's going to help out with a lot of ways, and that's the best thing you can do. It costs you nothing. Um, at some point, I'm going to be able to let you guys in on an exciting new project that I'm involved with. Um, I have to be pr very vague at this point, um, mainly because I signed a confidentiality agreement, <laughs> but I can promise you that there is uh, something very exciting, a new approach towards covering the game of golf that's coming up very shortly, and I will be sure to let everyone know what that is, uh, but um, really excited about it, going to be working with a lot of great people. And uh, uh, really looking forward to it. So stay tuned to that. You can look us up again on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered. Send me an email, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Uh, we're going to have another show tomorrow, as I mentioned already. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Look, look us up on Instagram. Go rate us five stars on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. And again, I'm, as I've plugged the last few episodes, if there's a brand uh, that you want me to review, if you are a brand that wants to come on the show, I have an open invitation to anyone who wants to sit down, share your story about your brand, and let me know what uh, your product or service, uh, what it can do for me, what it can do for golfers like me and you, uh, the average player, and how we can benefit uh, from whatever it is that uh, you're selling. Uh, I will gladly have anyone on the show. If, as long as you could put together coherent senses and uh, have a have an evening free. Uh, with the exception of the weekend, I can only record in the evening. So I will always have that plug at the end of these shows moving forward, and I've gotten some great response so far. Uh, the challenge has just been uh, finding a, finding time when, when me and the other person can actually sit down and talk. So More people to come on the show in the near future. Oh, and before I go, uh, I've actually probably noticed a few things uh, – that I've put out on Twitter and Facebook, uh, I've gotten into the hobby of, of, of restoring golf clubs. Um, I started with the first putter that I ever used. I actually found it at my mom's house during the 4th of July. Got myself, or my wife bought me a Dremel tool. Uh, this little Ben Hogan blade putter was all nicked up from club chatter and whatever else. It really cleaned up nice. You know, I'm trying to 
get into that a little bit more. My next project is to restore a Scotty Cameron Big Sur putter. I'm looking at it right now in my office here. It's about 48 inches long. Um, I did not realize that the lie angle was going to be such a huge deal if I wanted to cut this thing down. But I've actually putted with it a few times, and I kind of like it. I don't know if that makes me weird. If I'm going to be the weird younger guy at, at a golf course with a long putter, I don't know. It actually kind of rolls really nice. But uh, I'm going to be sharing some, some more pictures about that project as time goes on. But, you know, a few of you on Twitter have reached out and given me tips on how to restore clubs. I love that stuff. Continue to do so. I'll continue to share my progress on these things. I'm sure at some point I'm going to mess something up. And I'm going to need your guys' help to fix it. <laughs> so let me know uh, your tips and tricks uh, for restoring golf clubs. I know a good amount about fixing clubs already. Uh, but this is... Uh, this has been my new my new project <laughs> that I'm working on, and I'll be sure to give you guys updates as we go on. All right, well, I've rambled enough. We're already at about 25 minutes. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Chris Cheney. Until then, this is your buddy, Adam, signing off.